Hi, welcome to episode 44 of Walk to Work. Uh, today I would like to take a bit of a break from talking about uh, black and white styles in conflict uh, and talk about something that's at the kind of intersection of several uh, topics. Uh, so kind of the major topic is uh, flow. Uh, flow in social dancing and more specific flow in blues dancing. Um, and I want to specifically connect it to the elusive question and much debated question of why uh, advance follows find it difficult uh, to, to get partners uh, that, or rather get dances they don't get asked to dance very much um, and so in a previous episode I put it kind of down uh, wholly to um, sexism and suggested that dudes don't actually want awesome dances, they want to be seen as awesome um, and once followers get too advanced uh, it's not clear that dudes are actually provide as leads uh, are providing uh, input uh, and awesomeness to the dance and therefore the awesomeness of the dance does not reveal their own awesomeness and therefore they don't like it. Uh, which is um, it's true if you recognize it as true in yourself, and if you don't recognize it as true in yourself, well, then obviously it's not true. Uh, but it's, a, it's an interesting thing for me to think about. Um, then this idea of flow uh, combines two additional things. One is um, in talking uh, with my partner Jess, we have um, endless uh, curiosity and debate as to what... Uh, we are talking about when we refer to partnered voice. Uh, we both find that uh, kind of thinking of having you have a leader voice and you have a follower voice and they kind of come together in harmony. Um, we don't really like it because it kind of seems that people are doing something independently but influencing each other. Um, uh, and so there's, a, there's an element uh, whereby um, you can have a lot of voice either as a leader or as a follower but uh, and that voice can be um, on top of or part of something lead followed uh, but it feels uh, uh, a little bit empty uh, and hollow if uh, the goal is to express yourself as opposed to um, express something in partnership um, and so we've been kind of elusively searching for what we uh, think the difference is between partnered voice or co-created voice uh, versus uh, the harmonizing of uh, lead and follow voices. Uh, and this is a different way of thinking of it, so it's a little bit productive and new, and so I'm quite excited. Uh, I took a class from uh, Vicky Nadamo um, at uh, Vienna Sugar Blues, and they were describing um, the idea that uh, you have two dancers and each of them have uh, a flow in their body. Um, and I think of that flow as being kind of... Uh, the music is... A little, I'm not sure that's their version of it, and I'm sure many people have come up with similar metaphors. It's kind of uh, the way that the music is carrying their body. Um, and so kind of flow like a current. Uh, 
And so it makes sense from a bodily perspective. Uh, it makes sense from a musical perspective. Um, and it makes sense from an individual perspective in that you, you have your body is saying something uh, coherent uh, with itself and with the music, yeah. Uh, and then each, so each partner have, has their flow. And then when you're interacting as a partnership, you're creating this partnered flow. And so it's a little bit like leader voice, follower voice, partnered voice, a little bit. Uh, I'm not sure to what extent it is and isn't. Um, but I like the, the, the focus on continuity. So there's something about the way that leading and following effects flow uh, that's really interesting because leading and following um, is kind of about setting up your body to be ready to go somewhere else, creating um, movement tension, which is kind of the preparation, and then resolution, which is kind of doing the same thing at the same time. Uh, and that can interact in a very direct way with flow, uh, i.e., my flow leads me into prepping a turn and leads me into leading to prep a turn. And I make it so that that also interacts with my partner's flow and then both of our flows and our partner flow all together go do that turn. Uh, or it can be uh, much less lead followed and more about other things that are going on. Um, and I think this is also as near as I can tell from what I understand of uh, the roles of uh, the individual dancers in blues dancing. Uh, the idea of each of us owning our flow uh, is an important one. Um, because uh, we're responsible for dancing in our own bodies first and foremost. Um, yeah. Um, and what I've noticed in myself uh, is that I've recently gotten a lot better at both I think maintaining my own flow while dancing, while leading, especially while leading. Um, I mean I've especially been noticing this while, while leading. Um, and I've also noticed that I've gotten better at dancing with followers who have a strong sense of flow. Uh, to the extent that that's something I've been identifying, I've been like, oh, you have this really strong idiosyncratic sense of syncratic uh, sense of flow that is, um, on the one hand, it makes people very uh, readable because I know where they're going next, they're going where their flow is taking them, and I can kind of learn to, to, to pick up on that. Um, but it contributes to the intimidatingness I feel in that um, a follower with a strong sense of their own flow but who's maybe not very good at following or clearly not very good at following depending on their level of experience well I can kind of tap into their flow and be like oh that was a point where we stopped the leading and following and you did your own thing and that's cool um, but with someone who I know is good at following, well, I know that they're probably not stopping to do their own thing and, oh, that was just a point where you were not very good at following. And so when my uh, flow and my follow's flow doesn't seem to be working out well together, um, it's a little bit confusing and a little bit intimidating. And then I'm like, well, I don't want to break your flow. Um, 
and it feels like if I was going to break uh, my partner's flow, I would kind of be micro-leading them or over-leading them or uh, kind of holding them back in their musical expression. Uh, I think that's similar to what um, several uh, a different way of phrasing what several people have commented uh, on Facebook on this subject when we were discussing it. Um, that just generally they feel that their follower has kind of this uh, dance ability um, that, that is already kind of set up and they don't want to, 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 to interfere with it uh, or to lessen uh, the default experience they would get of dancing um, through being sort of held back by a not very good lead. Um, and what I noticed was that my way of interacting with followers flow um, was to, to kind of try to not break it, try to not stop it, try to let it flow from one place to the next. And so in a sense, I'm trying to sort of back follow their flow, which uh, A, doesn't work, because it kind of feels, it makes me sort of go all noodly armed and I'm not really there, and my connection through to ground is lost for my partners, um, and it just feels I'm going on with them and not actually leading them. Uh, and B, there's, a, there's an actual negative element in there where it feels like I'm trying to lead the flow that they already have. And part of me, when, I'm try to, when I realize I'm trying to do that, I'm like, dude, they're, they're already dancing that. You don't need to back follow it. Um, it's as if when you do that, it's as if you're giving them permission to do the thing that they were already doing. But um, they don't need your permission. Uh, and then the other element of that is that, uh, so one example, uh, Jess and I discussed extensively in the car the other day, uh, or last night actually even, um, is say you lead a turn and in the middle of the turn, uh, um, the music uh, goes to some kind of pow, uh, and the followers flow leads them to do their pow with a kind of slowing down uh, and so they're taking a normal pace turn and it's like slow motion and back to the turn uh, during this time let's say I'm doing a James Brown round them and kind of sliding with my feet and finishing uh, to, to catch the end of the turn. And so my flow, my leader flow, and my individual flow, um, which may be different things, but in this case happen to kind of combine, um, my flow is taking me uh, in this uh, right direction to motion with my Jane Brown. Um, my follower is doing an inside turn for sake of uh, overly specific example. Uh, and so their flow is taken through this turn, taken through whatever movement, and then suddenly they're doing this slow down thing in the middle. So, uh, ideal version, one of the ways that this can go is I can just let my follower have their flow, trust them that they know that they're in the middle of following this thing, trust them that they know where my flow is and it's taking me uh, on uh, my James Brown and over to the right so probably their inside turn is going to go a little bit further than they'd planned to go uh, or a little bit further than where they started it's going to be more than 360 uh, and this is all things that everybody uh, 
amongst the good dancers in this partnership, which is both of us, uh, already knows and is able to feel and track and work with. And so that means that I don't actually need to do anything when I feel them slow down. I don't need to help them slow down. I don't need to give them permission to slow down. Um, I just need to trust. And then the probable default reaction to that trust uh, is going to be for me to, uh, for the follower to then choose to catch up. Like they've borrowed a bit of time by slowing down uh, and they know how dancing works and they know how leading and following works. So they're going to unborrow that time uh, and catch up uh, towards the end of their turn to be, uh, to have their flow come and sync up with mine again. Um, another positive way that it can go is I can allow my flow to be afflicted. So I'm currently doing a James Brown. Uh, the follower's input is kind of slow and speed up. And I can go take that into slow and don't speed up. Uh, and that's, uh, but I'm slowing my James Brown. Uh, and that's uh, an acceptable uh, thing. The one that doesn't work and that I can use for making up for um, unskilled followers or unskilled dancers is for me to be like, oh, I was in the middle of doing a James Brown, you were in the middle of a, doing a turn, you seem to have stopped this turn and you've gone into your slowdown thing. So I'm going to go into panic mode, abort my James Brown and go into slowdown with you. Uh, and what this would do with a, a less experienced uh, follow, uh, they would uh, go, uh, they, they would slow down uh, they would feel me slowing them down and then they would do whatever and would maybe disconnect a little bit and kind of uh, our flow would take us into this slowed down thing would kind of kill the flow and we'd start off again and it would be fine because I'm not dancing with someone who I expect uh, their flow to stay alive the whole time um, and I'm not entirely clear on which of us it is who actually killed the flow uh, but we can make it work quite well uh, like we sort of stop dancing and start dancing again uh, but we're never not leading and following and it's almost as if we've never made a mistake if i do this to someone who's really really good at following and has flow i kill my flow so um my leading the end of the turn has disappeared or at least has been severely interrupted um and then my follow can continue with their flow but then I have a killed flow and they have a continued flow so their flow is no longer partnered and it's something I'm going to perceive as kind of judgmental on my having killed my flow and also uh, concerned about um, like if I, if I kill my flow, what I kind of expect my follower to do, which isn't ideal either for them or for me, is to kill their flow. And I think the following skill that I do not recognize, and I think this is fundamentally about me not recognizing an advanced following skill, is that an advanced follower is able to keep their flow with its own sense of individuality and make it work both with what I'm lead following and with my flow in general to create partnered flow. 
And so they're contributing to this flow, but they're doing so in a way that they know is a suggestion and that they are not intending me to compensate for or fix or make up for because that's where their uh, really good following skill comes in. Um, yeah, and so I have the impression that it's very easy to be intimidated by dancers who have a really strong sense of flow, especially followers who have a really strong sense of flow, who are able to keep flowing even while following. Uh, um, yeah, and I think it's not uh, recognizing uh, the skills of really advanced followers, and it's something that I want to kind of practice and work on. Uh, and I expect then I'll be a lot better at dancing with really good dancers uh, and also a lot better at uh, swallowing my ego and realizing that their very good dancing um, can stay the very good so part of me kind of as I said wants them to interrupt their flow because I just interrupted my flow and so uh, the, the solution comes in kind of two parts is one me practicing not interrupting my flow and continuing with my flow and expecting them to make it work um, or in uh, adjusting my flow to their uh, input in their flow uh, and the other one is that even if I interrupt my flow and see them continuing their flow uh, I can accept that as it's fine like I can just start off again and it's exactly the same situation as if I danced with someone who had interrupted their flow or didn't have a flow uh, and it died off and I join it again or restart it again. There, instead of, well, mine died off, theirs continued, so I just rejoined them wherever they continued to. Um, and I can see how I would see that kind of as a sort of failure and breakdown in dancing. Uh, but I can also see how I can see that as a thing that happens in all dances and a thing that I won't be judged for and that I don't have to interpret negatively for myself. Uh, so that's, those, that's my two-step uh, plan uh, for fixing that problem in me. Um, yeah, I don't know what people who were listening to that episode and are now listening to this one, uh, whether uh, you had kind of thoughts about, especially for leaders, uh, but I guess... Uh, how you uh, interact uh, with um, uh, dancers that you consider much better than you, followers that you consider much better with than you, and followers who are really good and find yourselves uh, intimidating people, do you have this flow thing going on and do you have a really strong sense of it? Um, how much do you like to compromise it uh, is that part of the problem in scare quotes? And so would making uh, leaders aware that this flow exists, that you're probably not going to compromise it because that's a bit silly, uh, but that you're not compromising it is not you not putting input into the dance or ignoring your lead. It's just you continuing to dance um, and not seeing that uh, and seeing that as kind of neutral to positive uh, on uh, the partnered flow, the partnered dancing that you're achieving together. Not sure if that's a sensible question. Anywho, really interested in this. Uh, would love to hear your opinions. Uh, I will see you next time. Until then, take care.